0: G'day listeners, my name's Matt Fay and it's my absolute pleasure to welcome you all to the very first episode of the Revel Brewing Show. I'm stoked to have you listening right now and given that this is the first episode, I just want to get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way. The Revel Brewing Show is all about the amazing world of independent craft beer. Now, I'm probably more of a connoisseur of beer rather than an expert, but I have the privilege of hosting this show featuring the owners and operators of Revel Brewing Co. in Balimba, which is a suburb in Brisbane, Australia. The goal of this show as a whole is to educate, inform and tell a story to fellow beer enthusiasts and those interested to know a bit more about independent craft beer and the story behind Revel Brewing Co. as well. This podcast aims to open up a two-way means of communication between Revel, their loyal supporters, and anyone seeking to be informed and educated about this industry and all of its happenings. The independent craft beer industry is a highly collaborative environment, and we aim to foster this by involving industry experts and some personalities along the way. This first episode features owner and founder Jay Nevin, Matty Cuthbert, better known as the People's Brewer, and Matt Flexman, or Flexi as he's known around the place, who heads the business development at Revel in the very first episode the boys will go into detail about getting things off the ground including the journey message and the brewery's goals for 2019 and beyond each one of these guys has plenty of stories to tell and useful information about the industry to impart so we really hope you enjoy this one and future episodes if you have any feedback for us or perhaps some questions you'd like answered on the show Please feel free to reach out to us on the Revel Brewing Co. Facebook and Instagram pages, which I'll leave the links for in the show notes. And if you want to keep up to date so that you don't miss an episode, remember to hit that subscribe button on your podcast player. And now, without further ado, I present to you the very first episode of the Revel Brewing Show. Roll the intro. bit of Dutch courage.
1: Everyone have a beer. After eight beers each. I love this place. well-oiled.
0: Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of the Revel Brewing Show. My name's Matt, and I'm your host today. And I'm joined by Jay, Matt, and Matt. So if you say Matt, you're a seventy-five percent chance of getting things right today. Uh, yeah, guys, I want to thank you for tuning in for what we think is probably not the very first craft beer show out there. Uh, definitely, um, not too many of them sort of getting around in Australia from what I've from what I've heard. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely a, you know a, a bit out there on the airways. But um, I I want to firstly thank Jay, Matt and Matt for having me on today to um, basically do something I feel like I've been preparing for for most of my adult life is to come and talk about beer. Um, I'd probably call myself more of a connoisseur than an expert, so that's why we've got you guys on here to share the story of um, your brand, of the craft beer industry um, and everything that is involved. So um, Jay, Matt and Matt, why don't you all start by just introducing yourself to the audience and um, letting us know what your role is here and how it all sort of come together.
2: Thanks, Matt. Uh, so my name is Jay. I'm the founding owner. Um, so it all started for me about five years ago in a shed. Um, and the idea has gone from uh, a pastime passion to something that's uh, quite uh, much bigger than that now.
3: Uh, thanks, Matt. I'm also Matt. <laughs> I'm the, uh, mm-hmm. Matt, the, uh, the people's brewer. Um, I've been doing this a little while now. Um, the. <laughs> Since coming to belimba it's been great to uh, meet Matt and Jay and be part of um, starting, starting Rebel as a team and growing with the community. So
0: yeah. Excellent. And what about
1: yourself, Matt? Um, well, I'll start off. Most people probably will uh, recognise me as uh, Flex because my last name is uh, Flexman, so it's a lot easier uh, when there's a few Matts floating around um, to, to kind of uh, stand out via that. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been best mates with with Jay for god knows how long, and um, I've uh, I've done a fair few years in the industry itself, and also in the sales side, and then um, and then my role within the in the company is um, is one of the co owners, and also uh, the business development. Uh, so that's where I sit uh, within that within the company, and, and a lot of you guys out there will probably see my face um, around around a lot of the watering holes and, and things like that for, uh, for years to come. Excellent and it's um, it's more than the three of you isn't it there's a few other people that are involved
0: that, that aren't on this particular show which I'm sure we'll have later on down the track. Um, can you give us a bit of an overview Jay of who else is involved in Rebel?
2: Uh Yeah so there's, there's six of us all up um, and basically these guys are all either very very close friends of mine um, or people that I've met through them uh, along the way so it started out <clears throat> probably very naively an idea that I thought I oh, could get this off the ground you know myself and my wife and uh, it'll be all fine very real like quickly realized that that wasn't the case it's it's a big thing it's a big piece of work so um i really didn't want to go out and and find you know private capital from people i didn't know um so what we did is flexi kind of jumped straight in and um you know his best friend someone i could rely on and trust but the point there was that he brought something really powerful to the table as well He's, you know, 15-plus years of experience in um, the industry and also in business development and contracts. So it was something unique. So then we, we took that forward and scaled that we said, we don't just want money from people to invest in Revel. Um, we want people that can genuinely add value and had a really like-minded kind of um, headspace on what we were trying to do. It's If we wanted to start Revel to make money, we probably would have gone and got on the stock market or something. Um, yeah. Revel's a passion uh, business, and it's about our community and the people that we've brought into it have been pivotal in making it what it is now and especially what it's going to be into the future.
0: So by the sounds of it you know there was an idea um, from yourself first Jay would that be correct?
2: Uh, Yeah so the short story on that is that I was home brewing for many many years um, and my pastime on Friday nights to kind of de-stress from the work week was to make wood-fired pizzas and drink the homebrew and invite my friends and family over, watch the footy, you know. And um, my parents came over one, uh, I remember it very distinctly, they came over um, with my brothers and um, mum said, why don't you take this idea of wood-fired pizza and beer and bring it to Blimber? I'm very proud to live here. I've got like three generations of family in um, in the area and the cultural artery of Oxford Street, like everyone who lives in this area is very, very proud of that. I saw a lot of big business coming through. And we weren't too kind of happy about that, um, and I'm a big advocate for small business. So when Mum said it, it, kind of resonated with me, and I said, probably quite ignorantly, "Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it." And um, next thing you know, fast forward, you know, four years or so, and here we are.
0: Yeah, and um oh, that's that's great that you you know you've gone out there with that mindset, um, already you know being from this community and wanting to not just uh, make something you can be proud of, but obviously give back a little bit as well, uh, which which is really cool.
2: Yeah. So. Um... <coughs> We're very proud to be in Bulimba. Um We consider it an honour and um, everything that we do, we try and give a little bit back where we can. Um, and there's a whole whole bunch of stories there. But the, the beer that I'm holding in my hand now um, is one of Maddie's beautiful uh, strawberry Berliner Weiss. Um, so it's a 3.5% um, uh, lightly um, tart beer. Um, and it's got a whole bunch of fresh um, strawberries in it. Um, and this one in particular is close to the, uh, the heart and to my, my family, my wife. Uh, lost her cousin a couple of years ago to breast cancer, and um, you know uh, the pink, pinkish color of this beer. Um, we brewed this and packaged it, especially for the a launch of a breast cancer uh, awareness campaign and also um, a fundraiser with a a karma keg where people come in and pay what they think the beer's worth and that all goes to um, a couple of those different charities. So, um, yeah, doing our bit where we can.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. That's, a, a, you know, a great story built out of something that was obviously, you know, very, very sad. Uh, but I think that that's, a, you know, probably something that um, maybe people are or they're not aware of that, you know, that's just, to me, epitomises craft beer, doesn't it? Because exactly. there's always more, more to it than, oh, let's just make a beer that, you know, we can sell to everyone and they can buy and... That's all we're, we're interested in. Um, would that be a pretty fair statement to yeah. say that there's usually something else behind the beer? There's a bit of a story there.
2: Well, there's story and there's people. You know, like my wife came in and, and spent time with Maddie and they curated this beer together. And um, it had it had its moments of you know of trouble. What are you going to do with it? And then how are we going to make it? And then it became this big thing. And um, you know, it was a, it was a journey, a quite emotional journey, I, I think for her as well. Um, along the way and that no one really knows that story I mean it's on the can as, as of what it is but um, everything we do here has um, passion behind it and uh, you know that old saying love is in the detail uh, there's a shed load of detail in what we do <laughs> so um, yeah very proud
0: yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's a great story and, and, and awesome to hear that there's, there's something behind each beer that comes out of here. Uh, Matt, I was interested to know, um, you mentioned that you were, well, first of all, were you brewing before you came to Revel? Um, you said that you are sort of like in the industry. Is that what your background was before you came in? Yeah, my background is heavily in brewing. Um been
3: doing this, we had a quick conversation before. How long? And I think after ten years, I've now forgotten
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly him. how many
3: years it is, but um,
2: forgotten it's fourteen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Have yeah, been yeah. doing this a while, so that's um I guess how I first met uh, Jay and Flex um, when they were looking looking for a brewer. Um, it sort of suited where I was, I guess, in my career and wanting to uh, move and come up to beautiful Brisbane to be able to make beer up here. Um, So, yeah, I do have quite a history. I've worked at um, two or three other breweries down south um, in Sydney and also down in Victoria where I started. Um, Went to university many years ago in sunny Ballarat, one of the coldest places (laughs) in in Australia. Australia. It's cold as joke. I think I was actually one of the first two to graduate from the early brewing course. So there's a bit of history there. Yeah, Um, (laughs) there's a photo on my my mum's wall at home of me... um, Probably about five to ten kilos heavier than I am now. <laughs> <laughs> probably over at university. No,
1: no, no, no beard either. That, no that beard. comes with experience as yeah, well. Yeah. So you have to earn the wizard's beard.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: And, yeah. Uh, and so were you? Were you in sort of craft beer, or um, you know, sort of the larger <coughs> companies, or, or something like that?
3: Um, I guess I've always sort of been in craft slash what we call it now, independent beer. Yep. Um, where I cut my teeth was a brewery down in Geelong called Southern. Bay. Um, where a lot of now uh, prominent, I guess, craft beer brands actually started. They did a lot of contract work back in the day and I think still do. Um, breweries such as Two Birds, Boat Rocker um, had a bit to do with brewing their early beers that have now gone on to be quite successful brands or breweries in their own right. Um, so for me, that was a really good, uh, I guess, environment to learn in. So obviously working in the brewery itself and then getting to meet these other brewers in the early days when they were starting out before they even had a brewery. Come with these ideas, spend time bouncing ideas off them and just learning, particularly like Jane Lewis from Two Birds, she was straight out a little creature. So a wealth of knowledge. So all those sort of experiences have helped me along the way to um,
0: sort of, yeah, get to this point. Well, it sounds like uh, you're in good hands there after you know, <laughs> learn, learning of Matt's history there. Um, so what have, uh, what, what have you found has been, you know, the transition's been like from coming going to working for one of those companies to, to, to starting um, somewhere where you, you're more or less starting afresh, trying to get something off the ground?
3: Um, I've sort of been in the industry, I guess, and watched it grow um, from being at Southern Bay when there wasn't really a lot of craft beer, breweries out there. Um, That was, I guess, a good capture of the time, that it's obviously cost a lot of money to go and build a brewery. So back then, before uh, a lot of the breweries existed, people would go and contract brew, they'd come and uh, use us at Southern Bay to, I guess, start their brand, um, and then take that out to the market. Um, I've sort of, I guess, seen the evolution of how it's all changed, whereas now, We've actually, like in Brisbane, for example, in the last probably two years, we've seen probably 10 or 12 breweries pop up around us. I guess um, yep. it's becoming, not that it's less sort of uh, capital expensive, um, but people rather than going to contract we are actually just going to put in a brewery. And um, as Jay was talking about before, it's sort of going back to the roots of what brewing was, being part of your community. Yep. And um, doing that sort of thing Where where, we are quite a small brewery here, but, what we are is part of the community, yeah. and I think yeah. that that's actually become where I've seen it grow, rather than just being a brand on a shelf. Is actually people can come to the brewery, similar, I guess, to how the wine industry was 15 or 20 years ago, where you come a destination and part like of your local, I guess. Mm. So yeah, people love coming to the brewery and actually um, being a part of it. Yeah, being a you know, part of it all. So that, between it,
2: and... to me, it's like uh, the parallel is like a, a local bakery you know, you can go to Woolies and you can pay for some, you know, branded bread that's been mass manufactured. Um, but when you're having a special event, you know, you go to your local bakery and you know the guy's name's Chris. He's got red eyes from being up from 2am and he's made that sourdough and with love and attention to detail and he's been there all night doing it. And you pay a little bit more for it, but you're getting a quality product that is made fresh, it's made local and it's going into the, the money's going into the pocket of someone who's in your community. And I think that really resonates with people they they identify that this is a small business it's not owned by big beer it's not owned by some multinational corporation of investors across the other side of the world it's you know jay and flexi and you know a few of my other friends and we all live just around the corner <laughs> so it's there's a connective tissue there i guess
0: yeah absolutely and yeah it sounds like that's what it's all about so the next thing I just want to jump into, um, so we've heard a little bit about you guys' backgrounds and every everything, and um, it's great to hear that, yeah, there's so much passion that goes into everything that, that's done here. Um, one thing I'm interested to know in is the, the difference between the independent beer industry and the, the big beer. Um, what, are, what are the things that make it different? Um, yeah, just interested to know about that.
2: Um, <clears throat> well, there's probably a little story there um, to explain big beer versus independent craft beer as it stands now. Um, Back in 1882, um, what is known as Tenerife, um, now in Brisbane, was also known as Balimba back then. Both sides of the river were Balimba, And there was a brewery there called the Eagle Brewery, um, and it was bought um, the next year and sold off, and it transformed its name to the Queensland Brewery. It relocated to near the Story Bridge and eventually became, moved to Yatler and became Carlton United Breweries as we know it now. So what started out with uh, Mr. Robert Tooth in a, a small business mindset, a guy from down in, uh, I think it was down in New South Wales, came up and started it. Um, doesn't, no one knows what actually happened, but it got bought out by a conglomerate or a group of people that got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually they acquired more beers, uh, more breweries, um, Carlton United as it stands, you know, uniting all of those breweries together under one banner, and that became quite big. Um, then it got bought out and broken up, and it's multinational now. So that, that company is it, it represents probably you know 60% or something, like a huge chunk of beer in, in, in Australia. And they've done well at buying up all these little brands over the years. Then you look at comparison. That's big beer. That's what we term big beer. Then you look at someone like Revel. We're owned by you know a handful of mates, um, and uh, people like you know Black Ops down the coast. The same thing. Three mates put their hard-earned cash in, put their mortgages on the line. You know, it's real gritty small business. And we're here for um, you know the community and ourselves. And the independence of being in craft beer, and that's the differentiator. We're not owned by a multinational uh, corporation, and our, the difference with our beers is, um, predominantly, I mean, you could probably talk a lot more to this, is we don't just do one or two different <coughs> styles of lager, which is what most people have been drinking in Australia for, you know, God knows how many decades. Um, we focus on ales predominantly, um, and we have variety, and that's really, really critical. A lot of people don't realise how beautifully amazing craft beer can actually taste and the aroma its so very different to what people have been drinking out of a, a big beer brand um, case of stubbies, you know, since they were little kids, so that's that's a big. Difference.
0: and and that's something that I wanted to just touch on quickly, um, is that you know my my timeline of experience with beer went something like this. So you sort of turn eighteen because that's what I started drinking. Um, but, <laughs> and you and you're starting to drink beer and you're like, oh, uh, it's all right, you know, because it's just whatever you can get your hands on, basically. And you drink it and you're like, yeah, that's great. Some people pretend to like it because they want to, like, fit in or what, whatnot. Me, I was just like, no, nah, I can't drink it. So up until about 20, I just didn't drink beer. But then you start getting invited to 18s, Christmas parties, weddings, 21st. and it's just beer and wine. You're just like, oh, I've got to put this stuff down. So you find something that you like. So, like you said, um, and I want to preface, like, I'm not knocking those beers because, you know, I, I've grown to love... Like pretty much all beers, I can I can taste I can taste and drink anything. It's not gonna bother me. Some things I'm gonna like more than others, yeah. But you know, I can doesn't really bother me. But um, the thing that I found was like for so long I just persisted with something that I just kind of tolerated the taste right. of, and then um, everything else aside, I started getting put onto some more independent you know craft style beers and i was like oh it doesn't have to be like this (laughs) right you know and and you know you've got that spectrum of you know to me um that spectrum of stuff that's doesn't differ too much from the norm and then you've got stuff that's like way 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 different to any normal beer you've tasted um but i feel like there's something for everyone somewhere on that spectrum so that's the thing that i personally sort of enjoy about it is definitely that variety
2: we look behind us and know you've got a a traditional lager which probably represents the same flavor profile as a lot of the the bigger beers and then the rest of the taps you know we have you know 11 other different varieties of beer that maddie produces on a you know something special comes out every month and then we do a a cider from um, local apples that uh, down at Stanthorpe, but David Sutton's Orchard uh, down there, so that's constantly changing as well.
0: And and what what's it like to have to sort of produce that variety of beer? Like I could imagine if you had two or three recipes that you were pumping out each week, uh, I wouldn't say it would be easy, but it'd be it'd be less probably less moving parts to you know putting this on the wall every every week or so.
3: Um, I guess in a way that's sort of what gets me out of bed in the morning. What makes it continually interesting and exciting? Yeah. Um, a great example is. Just last week, we took the team down in Tasmania. Um, we went down to the, the hop harvest, which um, happens once a year, this time of year. Um, and we went to the effort of flying back 100 kilos of hops. So, <laughs> we've, um, if you listen closely, you can hear it bubbling away in the background, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that is pretty cool experience for to take the team down. Um, I think I was the only one that actually been to a hop farm before, so Mm. to actually be able to show them what happens at harvest time, it's a pretty special time for us brewers. Um, And then actually literally bring those hops back and brew with them within 24 hours Um, and Mm. then create a beer that you only get a chance to do once a year. Mm. is pretty special. Mm. So it's all about the creativity of coming up with these sometimes crazy ideas, like (laughs) if we take the pink bolina Weiss, for instance, Mm. that's that's another idea that we sat around and had a beer and, like, Well, why not? Why can't we do this? Mm. Um, Let's come up with these ideas and let's see if we can make them work. Um, And that's sort of, I guess, the fun, um, the passion and why we do what we do. Otherwise, if we're making three beers, the same three beers all the time, I'd get pretty bored.
0: It'd just be like working in a factory. It'd just be like groundhog day, just doing the same
2: thing every day. That's
3: right. You might as well go and work in a car factory or something. Um, spray painting bonnets or whatever it is, yeah. and
2: that's 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 a culture as well. Like Flexi and I talked about this when we started the company, and I said, "Wouldn't it be beautiful if we could create an environment that people love to work genuinely and had creative mm. freedom, and the latitude and the trust just to be awesome?" Mm. And that's at the heart of everything we do here. And I think that kind of really resonates. And look, if you just look at the variety that we have and the quality of these beers that we're pumping out, you know, getting industry recognition and multiple awards and things like that, it's. Um, that comes from good people. And you see, you come into our brewery at the Limber and you'll see on the wall as you come through, good people drink good beer. And it's as simple as that, you know. Yeah. It's a Hunter S. Thompson quote from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, but we've got good people here making good beer so people can drink good beer, yeah. and it's really it's pretty simple. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think it's, um, it's it, the industry itself, um, it's, it's dynamic, it's ever-changing. People have the freedom to do what they want. And, I mean, I know from myself, um, not coming from a, a solid craft beer background, is that every day is a huge learning curve for me, um, being, being beside Matty um, in the brewery, helping him out hands-on. Like, it's just, uh, it's, it's amazing what actually physically goes into to creating these, um, these products um, and, and these amazing beers um as well so it's something that people probably don't um understand 100% um they look at the final product but the actual years and skills and all these t- tiny little tweaks that go along the whole entire process to be creating this 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 perfect outcome mm. um it, it, it's just amazing and it's ever changing mm. and i think that's that's the real kind of there's
3: a lot of it actually, in essence uh, is it sort of makeup on the run as well it's mm. like um you can do a pre-season to play football or, or a sport. Yeah. So you have the the training, and the, so when it's game time, you've got to sort it, of yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, <laughs> like it's like the one over the head, you know, you yeah.
1: just you kick and wish kind of thing, and yeah, it comes yeah. in, and you just yeah. like win the win the premiership. <laughs> or did Mike Tyson say? Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah, that's yeah, it.
0: That's <laughs> 100%. it. 100%. <laughs> that like some days, yeah. like nah, that's not going to work. Oh, so okay. Yeah, pretty day. much every day. <laughs> it's it's every day. problem solving. I'm um, so, guys, been around for just over a year now. What's that first year been like, and uh, what are some of the challenges and some of the wins that you've
2: had? Have you got like another two hours to talk? <laughs> well, it's, up to be a, a it's a bit of a day by day struggle, ups right. and downs, I ins and outs. Pretty, pretty broad, yeah. That question. Oh man, like where do you start? Like, I'm going to start from like the best thing is that like small business. We I think we grossly underestimated what it was going to be like. Mm. Um, And the best part about that gross underestimation was as I was falling back and I had someone like Flexi there to push me forward. And then Matty joined the team and his depth and breadth of experience uh, gave us a confidence that we didn't have before. And that, that same story, you keep looking around the people that are circling or orbiting Revel they're all great people and they all add something and they've, they've helped us get through all of those tough times that everyone, I'm sure all of our peers that are doing independent beer uh, have had uh, and that's been the best part. You know, like I've made some like friendships out of this whole thing that are going to be forever. doesn't matter what happens to Revel. I know that I'll always have Maddie, and, you know, my business partners are like the best friends I've ever had. So to me, mm. that's been one of the best things that's ever happened out of this whole thing. You guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, it was a, basically an amazing journey for ever since Jay um, first approached me, um, just sitting down, going through all the motions and things like that. It was kind of a bit of a surreal feeling. Um, and then all of a sudden it came to like this crunch point of like it's now or never. And then that breaking point was just like all in and just just punching through. We so literally, literally yeah, literally, had literally our mortgages on the line. Literally, like, literally, yes. literally. So, um, and then like the next, the next chapter was the uh, the build. Um, it was uh, as as being a project manager, it was uh, it was very tightly scrutinised. Um, as such, uh, a lot of people said that we w- wouldn't wouldn't achieve it, but uh, we were pretty determined to um, to meet that deadline and and, and open up on the. At the time that we did
2: seven seven weeks yeah and when we got the keys to this place um, with major major structural problems with the building that we resolved mm-hmm. we we not only built the place but brewed and opened within seven weeks which I think I don't know it's got to be some kind of record it, it was it was crazy it's pretty aggressive
1: it did it did take and I mean the, the journey itself is ingrained ingrained in our minds from um, basically getting in and just doing the hard work. We all had jobs at that stage. Um, I know I'd be finishing rocking up here at 7 o'clock at night time and just getting into it, finishing at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, going back to the day job, and then just that constant grind just to get everything ready for that opening day. We had a, we had all a common mindset of this is, this is what's going to happen and, and this is when we want it to open and this is what we want it to be. And... Um, yeah, we really, really pushed ourselves, um, challenged ourselves through that time. I growed as uh, as people, um, friends, business partners, everything like that through that time. And I think that's put us in pretty good instead um, stead for for building <laughs> building on those bases but um, yeah what a journey yeah what a journey so there's definitely um, some burning of the candle at both ends oh mate, yeah like it was disappeared. <laughs> it, 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 it was basically <laughs>
0: break, <laughs> breaking you down. <laughs> <laughs> breaking you down it's not over breaking you down months ago oh no, yeah, I man yeah.
1: yeah so <laughs> breaking you down building you back up and um, yeah it's the people that surround you that that keep you moving forward like jay said and um, yeah, that's that's what we that's what we aim for and, and that's what we strive for. So And obviously if it didn't mean
0: as much as it did to all of you guys and everyone else involved, you probably would have just went there, yeah, thrown in the heart yeah, too hard no, basket absolutely. at some yeah, point between definitely. then and now.
3: I think sorry, I think for me, um I rocked up, I don't know, it might have been three or four weeks into when the build started. Which was probably still a couple of weeks <laughs> off before it, we were ready to brew. Mm. Uh, I think you nearly uh,
1: turned and around and walked out, yeah?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was there was all this stuff happening. It was crazy. It was also quite exciting as well. Uh, everyone we just saw each step sort of take shape. And then it got to the point where, all right, we want to open on a certain date. We're going to need some beer. So <laughs> we're like, all right, we've got five tanks. We're going to open with five beers. So in a week of brewing in a brewery we've never used before. Um, it was still a build site. Um, I think the power only came back on at 4 p.m. or something. Mm. So that was the That's what kicked you know, it off. Renovating and then yeah. we we're renovating, stuff coming on and off. Um, everything hadn't really been tested. We were more than prepared to throw out the first couple of batches. Um, so we went, all right, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's no better way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> really,
3: yeah. realistically, it at, that, at that time. Mm-hmm. We mashed in at about 5 p.m., I think, on a Monday. Yep. Um, I'd been at my brother's Bucks party the weekend before, so I was was feeling pretty crisp.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ready to settle the
3: world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plenty of of hair of the dog for you, that's it. Literally turning stuff on for the first time, working out how it was going, or how it was going to work. Um, Basically making it up on the fly. Mm. Jay and I were here till, what, two or three in the morning? Two or three in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I was, um, it started raining of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and you only, you only <laughs> had yeah, your post you invite to get you home. Drove me home in the, uh, the Gold Camry. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's another story. Yeah. Um,
3: oh, we went on to brew five beers that had never been made before in um, a brand new brewery that was mm. half built. Um, at the time I didn't have enough hoses to reach the end tanks. So I had to join together whatever parts I had, mm. I think, for the third day of brewing. Mm. And then um, I reached out to a couple of brewers who lent us, lent us some hoses so we could brew the other two beers <laughs> just to make it far enough mm. to put the beers in tank. Yep. So all these sort of things are all part of the journey. Um, mm. A shout out to all the brewers that helped us at the time. Yeah. Yeah. You really lean on people <laughs> yeah. that you, you know or don't know. and. That's a good thing about the industry, people are always willing to help you.
0: Yeah. And that was something that I wanted to roll into as well because I know <laughs> that you'd mentioned Black Hops and a few of these other people. You know, business, uh, depending what industry you're in, can be seen as very competitive and there's definitely competition there. But I feel like there's a sense of collaboration, um, you know, within the, the, the craft and independent brewing industry. Is that pretty fair to assume?
2: I <clears throat> Coming from a totally different background, um, in industry that... when you're doing something similar to someone it's competitive and it's cutthroat um and that's what i expected and i remember talking to the the black ops boys early on over email and they were forthcoming with info and everyone i spoke to um in the industry as i as we were getting into the build phases more than willing to help out you know maddie had come from down south and just landed in brizzy and called i think it was lee lee yeah from whitewise said hey mate can i borrow some hoses and he's like yeah i'll bring them over I'll drive all the way out from where I am just to help you mm. get off the ground because I know what it's like and there's not many places that are like that Yeah, the that are like that.
0: Yeah, I can imagine other industries are like, yeah, good yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're on your own,
2: mate Yeah, that's it And I think beer brings people together I mean, it has done for hundreds of thousands of years so it's kind of, it's a communal thing And, um, I, but I didn't expect it in this day and age I thought it would be very, very competitive
1: Yeah I, th- I think the community that as um, especially in, in southeast uh, Queensland, um, we do lean on um, each other a lot um, through different stages, um, but everyone's there um, and willing to to put out their hand and um, and, and give you give you a chance and, and give you a hand and and uh, help out wherever they can. So I think it's a it's a really good, really good community um, that we have up here, and it's kind of only. Recently, been established with um, with a bit of a title of in the uh, in the Independent Brewers Association, the the Queensland chapter. Um, so, but that's just that's really just giving us all all a, um, a common platform uh, to work openly with each other. So, which is which is really good. It, it benefits every single person, and then also the overall industry um, as such as well. So, yeah, and not just you know the odd you can lend a few hoses here and there. You guys
0: actually collaborate with other. <laughs> other um, brewers as well, don't you? Absolutely. Um, we've collaborated with other brewers, local bars.
3: Um, whenever we can, we share information, all those sort of things. It's, it's a great way to learn off other people and um, bring other people into what we're doing. So basically it's all about spreading the word and um, bringing in the water. When you asked before about big beer versus I guess us independent guys, I think independent beer is still only 7-8% of the entire Australian market.
2: Five billion dollar industry. So
3: the more we can work together with people that are like-minded and doing the same thing to bring in other people, sort of know what we're doing. the
2: better it is. Mm. Better it's, it's, a, it's almost a craft beer <coughs> revolution. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, you could say. <laughs> yeah, that's it's 30, 38 minutes.
0: To <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. That's, okay, that's, that, wrap, that's where it is. <laughs> 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 Mic drop, I'm out of here. Actually, no, they're expensive. Don't drop them. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, it's great to, to hear that that's how you guys go about things. Um, you know, and myself and the stuff that I do, yeah, there's competition because there's another guy out there doing something that, that you're doing as well. But there's no reason that, you know, everyone can't win, especially like you're mentioning how the the independent beer is such a small part of that overall market still. If everyone's growing together, that slice of the pie is going to get, you know, going to get shared amongst everyone else. Um, But it's also clear that that's not the only motivating factor to everyone in the industry, which is probably, probably um, not guarantees, but, you know, probably makes that success, um, you know, all the more likely, I believe. Mm -hmm. So as we mentioned, guys, been around for about a year now. Um, we've heard, you know, sort of the ups and downs, the wins and losses, and the lessons along the way, um, which you know can probably be another another topic for another day as well. But uh, I want to know, you know, what have you guys got planned for the for the next year and beyond? What are the, some of the events that you've had and, you, and the things that you're planning to do?
2: Um, so broadly speaking, we have a company vision for 2019 to kind of harden everything that we're doing and galvanize um, our processes because we come from nothing to start up life, we're over a year now and it's there's still things that are inefficient that need to be made efficient Mm. so that's that's kind of an internal view of things Um, and probably the external view on things is we're here for Bulimba, we're here for our community, we want to double down on what we're doing here and um, really engage with Uh, our community in a meaningful way so a lot more events focused at Revel um, a lot more sponsorships Um, we've got a few on the boil at the moment some really exciting stuff there
1: yeah we just um, became the major sponsor for the local uh, Southside Eagles uh, women's soccer team so that's that's something that we're pretty pretty proud of Um, and yeah just constantly our community events just to, to draw everyone together at a common place and just and to have a great time so we, uh, we do some sponsored events uh, like uh, RSPCA Day and, and things like that. Um, There's a, a big um, kind of beer festival, beer
2: week, um, Bruce Vegas that's going on yeah. at the moment in Brisbane, and um, we're taking part in that. And part of our collaboration, we don't just make beer with different people, but we do um, events and educational sessions. Um, so Matt Kierkegaard um, is a freelance uh, craft beer um, writer and um, craft beer enthusiast, Um and uh, he is coming down to do like a farm to table, a grain to glass evening um, on Thursday night, um, and that's just—it's another thing that's helping. It's that connective tissue with our community about oh, we're making beer, which is great, but we're also we're pairing it with food and uplifting uplifting people's knowledge that you can actually you can do something different with beer you don't have to just pair wine with food you can pair craft beer Mm. um, with some really really great foods and um, our big wood fire oven here we can do some really cool stuff so there's some great menu items there and that's really what 2019 is is kind of taking a bit of a breath focusing inwards and then doubling down on our community and um, I think if you do that well and look after your people and um, look after yourselves the rest will kind of
0: yeah, so there's still obviously more lessons to learn and, and things like that along the way as, you know, it wouldn't matter if you've been doing it for 40 years, I'm sure I'm sure there'd be things to learn Every along the way. Day. Every, day's um, Every day a learning yeah. curve.
3: I've been doing this now for, what did we say before? 14 years. 14 years. Yeah, over 10
2: years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, it's feeling old. Yeah. <laughs> and,
3: um, in the last year of being here, some of the stuff I've been able to do and <laughs> learn has been incredible, like... Um, we mentioned before we just recently went down to Hobart for the hop harvest um, September last year. I was lucky enough to go over to the US for the US hop harvest.
1: Yeah, you're lucky. Which yeah.
3: maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe we'll, we'll go next. 2020, year two. we're planning on taking the whole team. No, so. no, you're
1: staying behind, mate. I'm <laughs> a couple of weeks, so everyone else is going to go play Yeah, That's it, mate. That's it. The beer. Yeah, it, so mate, so you got to assistant brewer, by the yeah. way. <laughs> it starts yeah, in um, November. There's, <laughs>
3: It's just an action-packed calendar. There's, like, As we said, there's Brews Vegas at the moment. Um, in a month and a half, it's Melbourne Good Beer Week, mm. which is sort of the, I guess, the pioneer of um, beer weeks in Australia. Yeah. Which um, encompasses all sorts of things like beer awards, um, lots of different events, the Gabs Festival, um, all this stuff. That it just keeps rolling on. There's always events and more things on the calendar. Mm-hmm. It's ever exciting. And oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: it's,
1: good. Uh, a, it's a great time yeah, it's always a, a reason there's always a reason to have a drink yeah, <laughs> really yeah. Really. which yeah, is yeah, good
0: yep. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> alright guys uh, look thanks for having me on the show um, looking forward to doing this again soon it's been great to listen to the story of Revel um, you know I've, I've been coming here um, every now and then for the past year and uh, you know I didn't know everything about uh, you know the journey so I'm pretty keen to hear more stories um, for you guys to educate me on everything but uh, do you guys have a few words that you just want to say to everyone listening to our very first show? Um,
3: Firstly, anyone that was listening, don't judge us too harshly. It was our our first show. (laughs) Um, I'm sure in another five or six episodes we'll get a bit more. (laughs) Yeah, a lot better. A lot better. better. But um, just a big shout-out to um, anyone that does listen and that has supported us throughout the the journey thus far, Um, and there's going to be plenty more to come, which exciting for us and hopefully
2: everyone else out there, so Mm. cheers Yeah definitely Um, Revel wouldn't be what it is today um, without its community and the great people that have supported us in and around the craft beer, independent craft beer scene and (laughs) it's been overwhelming along the way to see you know, come from nothing to where we are now and have all of that support, so if any of the, the local guys are listening, thank you very much we really appreciate it
1: guys follow on from Matty do stick with us because uh, future episodes we're going to be engaging with um, a lot more of the the beer community so um, maybe some influential people within the industry um, and also bars and things like that so we're trying to create like a little bit of an educational um, podcast so um, if any of you guys are watching also Um, If you do have any questions um, for for any of us uh, through the journey, please um, throw it up or DMs DM us or yeah, what, whatever, or whatever. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll try and, and cover as many topics as you guys are interested in um, because that's what we're here for, so we're trying to educate you guys, have a great time, tell a bit of a story, um, and then just engage um, with, with, with everyone a little yeah, bit it's, more, about, so. it's about
2: connecting, we, we connect with our craft beer community in different ways and, and we think this is another way that we can connect. Uh, that's really like from us to you. There's no one in between. There's no, no kind of middle layer, um, and that's what that's what this is about.
0: Absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers Maddie. To good
1: health. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Well, there we have it, listeners. That was our very first episode, done and dusted. What did you think? Now, I know for a fact the boys have got plenty in store for future episodes, but if you've got any ideas for topics we should discuss or maybe some guests that we should have on the show, please feel free to reach out to us on the Revel Brewing Co. Facebook page or DMS on Instagram, and all of those links for those um, social pages will be in the show notes. We'd love it if you took the time to leave us a review, and if you want to stay up to date, don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I really hope you got some value out of this episode, and we'll hopefully see you in the brewery sometime. Until then, to good health, and remember, good people drink good beer.